I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to the Glovers cast. It's a special night. It's the Glovies, but first we've got a couple of things to touch on because we haven't spoken since Sunday. I wasn't around Sunday. I wasn't having any sort of operation or anything like that. Um, but we haven't spoke about Wealdstone. We've got a game on Saturday, our last home game of the season. And we were hoping, I think hoping is the right word, to welcome uh, the owner of Town Football Club to join us on the podcast this week. Wasn't necessarily going to be tonight. Um, had a text earlier in the week to say, let's do it on Friday. Um, then had a text last night to say, very busy with club-related matters. Um, the week has got away and Friday's not looking very likely, but we will be the first interview he does, if if we still want it. <laughs> um, so, Yeah. We're not gonna. Well, I'm speaking for speaking for us here. Uh, we're not gonna bother chasing. Um, <laughs> we're not the ones who put out a press release or put out twice on a press release that we're gonna go on the Glovers cast because uh, we do it twice a week anyway. So we don't need to do that. You all know we're gonna be except me sometimes. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Uh, as always, Mr. Ben Barrett and David Coates are here to talk Yeovil Town and we've got the Glovies. The Glovies are exciting. We've got that to look forward to by the end of this podcast. Uh, how are we doing, gents? Are we okay? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? Happy? Yeah. On a scale of one to seven, how disappointed are we that we've not got an extra guest tonight? Disappointed. Well, seven. Surprised. Can you have minus figures in a one to seven? No, you can't. Okay. We, ha- we have again. we have to stick to the rules of 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 the the, the rule of seven. seven. Okay, yeah, we cannot. However much you may wish to, yeah. no no half decimals and no minuses. Disappointment levels high, surprise levels not so high. But I, it, it is obviously it's good that his tooth is better because he's now club related matters, which suggests that he's gone from not being able to talk to talking too much, which is quite a. Yeah, it's almost Lazarus style uh, turnaround there, isn't it? So, yeah, but as you say, we will not be chasing, but he knows where we are. Absolutely. Um, Should we move on? Do we want to say anything (laughs) else? Very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Already taking up too much time in this podcast. Yes. Okay. Wildstone. Wildstone on Bank Holiday Monday. Nil-nil. We couldn't break down a 10-man team, a 10-man part-time team. Um, they were good. They defended well. I thought they were good value in the first half up until the red card. Um, do you guys want to ask me anything? If I can remember anything, there's been a lot's happened since then. Um, will Will you remember the game once this season's over? Is it a memorable stick in the head fixture? I was there. Dear diary moments galore. No. Cool. Uh, red card. Yes or no? 
I haven't actually watched the highlights back yet. Are the highlights out? They have. Nobody's watched the highlights back. No. <laughs> hard enough. <laughs> I haven't even seen the other uh, highlights advertised. Were they advertised? Were they it's, socialed? There was no very, one. there was very little of highlight. So right. I imagine there was no pressing, you know, no real urgency to get them out there. Um, I thought at the time, I thought the red card seemed a little bit harsh. Um, it was a bit stupid to put in a tackle in an area where. There was no point doing it, really. It was just in the middle of the centre circle. No real, um, nothing to gain from going in the way he went in. But yeah, it changed the game, really, which was a bit of a disappointment. Um, Do you know why you haven't seen the highlights? Because they only appeared for, uh, at four o'clock this afternoon. Four o'clock Thursday afternoon. Okay. So that'd probably be why why we hadn't, hadn't seen how, them. How long no one was vid- screaming for them, were they? <laughs> how long's the video? Have you going to have to sit through longer adverts it, to start? Th- well, three minutes, 40 seconds, but then I'm already into like 15 seconds and this is just people walking out of a tunnel. So, um, yeah, uh, there's, there's not a huge amount going on. Ian, did you enjoy the part where they walked out of the tunnel? Uh, yeah. Was yeah. It you prefer highlight? the part when they walked into the tunnel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. it, it, was just, it was just the weather was grey. The game was grey. None of the fans were up for anything. It, it was just, ugh, it was rubbish. Uh, can, can, I, can I just say, just in case there was any Wilson fans listening, I did hear there, for, I was stood in a queue at um, security at Manchester Airport going uh, over to over to Munich, and I could hear Wilson fans singing a lot. So it sounds like they had a good day. Yeah, there was, there was they were pretty loud for, for yeah. the entire game. They, they did make a noise. Um, a good player who got in the Vanarama team of the week, Cook. Right. Uh, um, is he the one that got cleaned out early doors, or was that Cooper? That was Cooper. That was he, Cooper. That was really innocuous. I think he just ran into someone and it pretty much knocked him out. So he he had a bit of a day, didn't he, Cooper? He got cleaned out, could yeah. have been knocked out, maybe should have been t- subbed off, got booked, and then pulled out an absolute worldie that Smith had to save. That was yeah, Cook. Cook. Oh, that was Cook. Cook had the worldie. He was okay. a real, he's a real lanky, gangly defender. And all of a sudden, he pops up on the edge of the box and strikes an absolute worldie towards goal. And Grant Smith has to make a heck of a save with the fingertips. Okay. Well, I've just uh, I'm just watching the highlights here, and uh, I can see uh, there was a real scramble about one minute thirty in of people um, uh, clearing off the line. Yeah, Wildstone should have, they could have scored yeah. three, three in the space of about five seconds. Yeah, yeah, that was a real <laughs> scramble. But yeah, I've just seen the red card as well, and he's definitely his foot is quite high up. Is that a low Everton that he's tackled? There? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So his foot is quite high up, isn't it? And it does definitely, it definitely catches him. Um, I mean, low Everton goes goes down a bit, but he, yeah, uh, I, that, that's definitely you've seen him given. The referee him. pulled his card out yeah. straight away like yeah. it was one of the it, normally you know when they're a little bit i'll have a think about this he was like whoop see ya yeah yeah absolutely. yeah i think i i don't think you can do that and not expect to run the risk of getting sent off i think i'd say um how how close did we come to scoring a goal i think wildstone came closer that's yeah. not the question I asked. <laughs> we had lots of, um, well, not very, Ben, not very close. Okay. Um, we had lots of, oh, let's <laughs> run this way really quickly. And, oh, we're near the goal, but we're not really near the goal. There were a couple of moments where Ruben Reed had his, you know, best back to goal striker, had his back to goal and was kind of, it was almost like he was screaming out for someone to come near him for him to lay the ball off for them to have a shot at goal. But everyone was out wide wanting to, whip it in the box or rather than want the goal which was weird fullbacks were good though we've been crying out for fullbacks to run forward the problem was every time we got in a decent position it was morgan williams that was about to have a strike at goal rather than tom knowles it was like why are you there and not someone who you know might have a better chance of scoring in his um pre-match press conference before the Bournemouth game charlie lee did say that he thought Morgan Williams and uh, Jack Robinson were our biggest attacking threats, which uh, probably tells you about our attacking threats. Although, watching the highlights, uh, Yada Yusuf had the ball in the net at the beginning. I think he took everyone <laughs> with him on his way in. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, was, that yeah. was a weird moment because everyone celebrated. The linesman gave nothing. 
the referee seems to take an age and then the goal music started playing. Right. And it was all a bit like, surely that's not a goal. goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's wiped Ooh. out the keeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, right at the end, and right at the end of the highlights package, I've got uh, Grant Smith pulls off a, looks like a great save. I don't know if it was going in. but That's the one from tip, Kirk. Tip, yeah, tips it over the bar. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Uh, Okay, we've got a live reaction of Dave watching the highlights there for yeah. the start yeah. of this I'm podcast. Do, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch uh, Adi Yusuf back again because it is quite uh, quite amusing. He just like bullying a China shop, isn't he? But yeah, go on, Adi lad. He yeah. is, and we sort of I think I mean Darren Sal never really made changes very early, but Charlie Lee likes to make changes early, and we'd had two subs around the hour mark, um, and it was kind of I think we went into the game obviously. Ruben had played on Saturday, so there was an element of fatigue there. And Addy was sort of, we reached a point where it was like, we don't really want a crash bang wallop striker. We want someone to actually bring other players in. So um, I think we kind of looked better when Reed came on, but it wasn't great. Wildstone defended well. Good. Okay, Wildstone, Borumwood. Okay, Borumwood. Um, this is going to be a. Very, very, very interesting game. Um, <laughs> Tickets available now. From... Don't oversell it. Yeah. Um, can Boreham Wood still make the playoffs? No. Are we? Is that is that done? Yeah. Sure. I think so. Yeah. Having a look today, there's two games left, and they're more no, than. But six... They've got three. They've got three games left. Yeah, they've got a midweeker in in there as well, haven't they? So they can go to 75. Well, okay. Well, they have, since they got knocked out of the FA Cup by Everton, they've won two out of their 14 matches. Yeah. One of those was against Stockport. And I mean, I know everyone beats Stockport, don't they? So, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. And and they did get a point off of Wrexham last time out as well. Didn't they? So just, just to make it clear, by the way, Bournemouth can go to 75. Chesterfield, who don't fancy going into the playoffs at all, um, are on 73. I think they're going to want this. This isn't a dead rubber for them. Well, listening to their manager, Luke Garrard, who's just signed a new contract with them, um, speaking after the Wrexham game, his uh, uh, his desire was to finish uh, in the top 10, eighth or ninth, he said. So I think he thinks they can't get into the top seven. And also to finish with the best defensive record. Those were the aims that he set out when he was asked about where does the season take you now with Yeovil, Grimsby and Solly Moores left to play. They've got to play Grimsby. They've got Grimsby away. So they've got us on Saturday, Grimsby away on ne- the f- next Tuesday, the 10th, and then they've got uh, Solly at home on the final game. Hang on. So they can overtake Grimsby then? Yeah. Uh, well, well they've got, you're looking at the table. So they've got to get me. past the mighty Glovers first, though, haven't they? Of course. The point I'm making, though, is that they aren't they aren't passing it around the back four aimlessly, waiting for time just to eke away, are they? Is that what we're doing? Is it? <laughs> no, but I'm saying they're not. <laughs> okay. No, which means we might have a means we might have a game then, and that might we, be better for us. We do well against the teams above us as well. Yeah. That might be better for us, for a team to actually come and have a go and let us counter them a bit more. Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough, eh? Yeah. That's the tactic. I think oh, so. There you go. Well, I say, Luke Garrard thinks eighth or ninth is, is, is his aim, or to finish in the top ten. That's what he said hey. after their game of Rex. What does Luke Garrard know about Boreham Wood that Ben Barrett doesn't? <laughs> well, exactly. who'd argue with that? <laughs> I'm ben Barrett question. gets three new three-year contract <laughs> with Boreham Wood. I'm starting to question my maths now. I'm just, I'm trying to work it out. I'm not being stupid, am I? You're right. They've we, got, they, we know got... over history that maths isn't our strong point on this. No, podcast. this is true. Yeah, it's true. They've got 66 points. Chesterfield yeah. have got 60, I've uh, got 73 points. So that's a seven point difference, isn't it? So yeah. they can, they can get nine points, but they would be relying on teams above them to. Well, well, but they've also got to play Grimsby. So they're only seven points off Grimsby. And oh, yeah, Grimsby's about 73 points. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So I think they're banging this promotion race. There you go. I mean, it's I wouldn't say open. bang in, but I would say that they're, <laughs> they're certainly mathematically in it. 
<laughs> even but even but, with our maths, they're still mathematically in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, they're going to lose to Yeovil on Saturday, so I don't yeah, know what. I, I keep forgetting is, about this. I keep yeah, forgetting about that. Yeah, it's, it's a waste and, of time. <laughs> game, games in hand are nailed on three points. As exactly, well, so. as we know, as we know, and have probably proven this season. There you go. When we so, were however many points off the playoffs in January. So could I say, with no disrespect to Bournemouth at all, who I think uh, obviously what they've done this season, particularly in the FA Cup, was was fantastic. Are you surprised that he signed, he signed a new three-year contract with him, Luke Garrard? Are you surprised that he's not set his ambitions a little bit higher? Well, he's going to be in the Football League with Bournemouth next season. How much higher is he going to go? <laughs> They're oh. banging it. Um, <laughs> do you not think that might be Bournemouth protecting the value of the manager? Could be. He has stayed there an awfully long time. Though. He's been there seven years, which is yeah. a long time for um, for a manager. And I mean, I know he's done he's done well, but you'd have thought someone would have come sniffing around him, wouldn't you? He did yeah. have. He has had Shamanga money this season, though. Yeah, and he has obviously had. If if he's if he's doing well and people do come sniffing, he's an asset, and it pays for people to keep their assets where they can use them. Okay, right. But if anyone wants to sniff their assets, then. <laughs> <laughs> can do it. <laughs> anyway, moving on. There's a title. So we talk about Scott Breeze not now. <laughs> if anyone wants to sniff their assets. Okay. Uh anything else to talk about with Boring Wood? No. No. <laughs> no. Right, quick, Cribs Causeway. Break the Cribs Causeway box. <laughs> right. Should we uh, come back with the glovies? I'll put the tickets. What for cribs? For cribs, yeah. Uh, no, not yet. No. Are we Need taking to... a Are we taking a detour via Cribs Causeway on our way down to Somerset, Dave? Oh, next right. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we have to, and then you can have your photo taken in front of it, can't you? In front, I take a picture of you in front of the sign. That's forward. a point. That's a point. Before we go into glovies, let's just say Legends game tickets yeah. now available in the Thatcher's Terrace as well. Um, and if watching all these amazing ex Yeovil Town players wasn't enough, me, Ben, and Dave will actually be there in person together for the first time in history. So that is oh. true, isn't it? We'll be, yeah, we'll knowingly be in the yeah. same place <laughs> together. Whereas before, we've only unwittingly done it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. If that wasn't enough, then you know. I feel like we should have a, we should have a merch stand or something. We haven't got we haven't thought this through at all. Yeah, maybe. And, and you're both bringing your parents, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, so, bring, I'm bringing me mum. You're bringing, well, your mum is one of your parents, is she yeah. not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. And Ben's bringing his dad, who's also one of his parents. Yeah. Last time I checked. They just want to make sure Dave's all right, my parents, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, what have they heard? <laughs> same, uh, same age bracket. That'll be fine. <laughs> wow. Oh. All right. Nice. I was gonna, I was gonna get my hair cut especially for it. So uh, yeah, won't take long. No, no, it really won't. My, my, my instructions to my barbers are just, just, just salvage whatever you can off the top. Keep <laughs> what, it. keep what you can. Exactly. <laughs> Save what you can on the top. As right. a genuine instruction, I'm going to see him tomorrow as well. So yeah. Okay, there we go. Right, let's give out some gongs with, with that hair news. Uh, let's cut to the glovies. Hello and welcome to the second annual Glovies coming at you live from three separate spare bedrooms across the United Kingdom. Tonight we will crown the very best of all things green and white. So put your gloved hands together for the Glovies and your host, Mr. Ian Well, how can we follow that? Can we have an award for that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's that Ben singing just the two of us. Just the two of us. Yeah. Wow, that is some that is some entry. Okay, so the first award tonight is not one that has been put to the public vote. It is one that we have put together ourselves. It is the Stephen Coker Loan of the Season Award. 
And the nominees are Mr. Daniel Moss, Benjamin Barkley, Sonny Blulow Everton, and Jack Robinson. Mm. So, lads, mm. why have we only got of... why have we only got four nominees? Has the rest of them been that bad? Of course. Can you think of any others that stand? No, out? I, that's what I'm saying. There's literally, I don't know who else we go with. <laughs> We've well, got Sunny Blue and Low Everton, so oh, that's, that's, that's at least yeah. two, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why we've got those four, Ben, because those are the four that kind of stick I out. Ju- I'm just saying we've got five nominees for the rest. So mm, yeah, we have. Okay. If anyone could think of a fifth, we're more than happy to just pay them. <laughs> but I can't think of a fifth. <laughs> okay, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my vote out there straight away. I'm going early. Dan Moss came in at a time when we needed a right back. Mark Little injured, outstanding for the first half of the season, and the fact that he then got recalled, sent to Leighton Orient, and then sent away from Leighton Orient because they weren't playing him is nothing short of darn criminal. Dan Moss for me, he grew up big time in the first half of that season, and for me. Barkley's been good in the second half. Sonny Blue Everton's been good in fits and starts. Jack Robinson, haven't seen enough of him. Dan Moss, for me, gets the vote in early doors. Tell me I'm wrong, lads. No. <laughs> no to his nomination or no to <laughs> no, Ben no, being wrong? No to telling him he's wrong. Okay. Yeah, I would agree. And also, he uh, retweeted us when we were joking about Weymouth going down. So he hates Weymouth as well. So. There you go. Also, he took time out of his day in a travel lodge to speak to us about his time at Yeovil. So, Glover's cast alumni too. There you go. Basically one of us at this point. He is. DC loyal. Yeah. So, congratulations to Dan Moss. A good shout out to Ben Barkley. He's been very good since he came in. But for me, Dan Moss, huge congratulations. A worthy first winner of there the Glovies. Like okay. Who right. wants to take the next one? From all the good loanies... Let's go to pointless loanies. This is the Kabongo Shamanga Award for most pointless loanie. We do have five nominees for this. Uh, Jordan Dyer, Ben Seymour, Dylan Barnes, Dion Pereira, and a player who I genuinely had to Google because I forgot his name, Jahima Headley. Take it away, David Coates. I mean, pointless is the right name for all of them because I'm not sure any of them were involved in gaining any points for them, were they? Because I think Ben Seymour was with us during a time when we didn't win a lot. Um, Jordan Dyer didn't even play at all. Dion Pereira played in a 2-0 defeat and then disappeared um, because he was upset about something. Jim Headley played in a trophy game. We did win that trophy game, didn't we? Yeah, 3-0. Adi Yusuf scored two. I think Jaheim Headley set up one. So, Jaheim Headley, I think, would be the last person I would pick is pointless then, but out of out of all of these. Um, I'm going to go with Dylan Barnes because he played in a couple of games and he was pretty awful in, in both of them. So, I'm going to go for Dylan Barnes for my vote. Okay, Ian, uh, any advances on Dylan Barnes? I'm going to go with Jordan Dyer because he played like three minutes in one <laughs> game. and. <He's> <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty pointless um, I'm, I'm going to rule out Ben Seymour because he did take a penalty although he missed it in the Weymouth everyone Cup. missed it in that game so he at least was on the pitch at a time of, of note okay. which is a low bar Jaheim Headley did set up a goal in an FA Trophy game so he's out so for me it's between the other three Dion Pereira's gone on to do okay at Bradford once he finally got playing so I'm going to rule him out Oh, I'm going Jordan Dyer because I just don't understand why he was even here, to be honest. Did Ben Seymour just need someone to hold his hand? I don't know. Um, Jordan Dyer gets the nod for me. Sorry, Dylan, but you did at least play on TV. So, yeah. Never forgive him for that corner. The talky corner. As as Pete, our Aldershot fan, told us when he'd watched him play online for Aldershot, he said, I can't even understand how he's a professional footballer. So, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) On, on Ben Seymour, just uh, a uh, honourable mention for every time he was called Tom by accident. Yeah. <laughs> because of Tom Seymour. Um, yeah. I remember, I think it was one of the first games he played and he came off the bench. And it was like, and coming off, Tom Seymour, Ben Seymour! <laughs> I think Tom Seymour was probably more flattered by that than anyone, wasn't he? But, uh, he wasn't even there. Absolutely. Okay. All right, Coatsy. 
Okay, well, this is the first category that you, the Glovers Cast Faithful, have had the opportunity to vote in. And a big thank you to all 663 voters that we had. So the nominees are... Hang on, just to say, by the way, that 663 is a ridiculous number compared to last year. We had 120-odd per category last season. Mm -hmm. So 663 is a significant increase. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So for the Young Player of the Year award, the nominees are number one, Sonny Blue and Low Everton. Number two, the already crowned Daniel Moss. Number three, Maximilian Hunt. And number four, Mr. Thomas Knowles. And number five, Mr. Morgan Williams. And the winner with, can we say how many votes? And the winner with 391 of our 663 votes is Mr. Morgan Williams. Now, we will say that we do give we should have a category for the ability to run a social media campaign as well, because Morgan Williams (laughs) is social media power is, you know, it's Trump-esque, if I can call it that. <laughs> He's, uh, he, he can harness an army of voters, and he has done 391 of them. But uh, I will say, and I think, Ben, you'd say the same, that I voted for him as my young player of the, young player of the year. I did. Yes, yeah. I did indeed. He actually got my legitimate vote. Um, for a while, it did look like Tom Knowles was going to go back-to-back. He, of course, was young player of the year last year, and he was a clear second. Again, we talk about the number of um, votes in terms of an increase. Tom Knowles got 139 votes, considering the entire category got 127 last year. I'll take that as a bit of a, a, a bit of a success story. But yeah, Morgan Williams for me, considering when he started the season, um, he didn't play because one foot was longer than the other, or one leg was longer than the other. <laughs> that feels like a long time ago. Um, and, a long foot ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and basically, I think coming into that game against Wrexham at left back, he's made it his own, and he's kept other perfectly good fullbacks out of a position and I think he's gone from strength to strength and now he's one of the most obvious first selections when it comes to picking a team so yeah huge credit for me for Morgan Williams I think he he definitely deserves this one with or without his Twitch followers the other thing I would say on on Morgan Williams is that I kind of forgot until he said it in his post-match interview after the Halifax game about it being his first season in men's football and that he was happy with it. And it's like... And the 23, at, wasn't he, before Yeah, he's been, yeah. At the, he's been at the club twice. So we kind of... I kind of, you know, have that feeling that, oh, he's been around. He's, you know... We've seen him more than once. But, yeah, he's... To come in at centre-back and then play all across the defence for the entire season. Um, yes. Well done, Mr Morgan Williams. OK. The next category, please. The next category is the BBC Somerset Summariser of the Year. The nominees are Benjamin William Barrett, (laughs) (laughs) Ian Perkins, who's that? Uh, Marcus Duncombe, Chris Will, uh, Glover's past hero, Chris Will, um, Nick Crittenden, and Lawson Diath. Can I just add a little bit of context as to why you've called me Benjamin William Barrett there, please? <laughs> so somebody in the Three Valleys radio um, social media department who give a little rundowns on the fact that this podcast is available in the peak hours of about 1am on Three Valleys radio um, decides to keep calling me Ben William Barrett. Just for absolute clarity, William is not my middle name. It never has been. And as far as I'm aware, it never will be. Um, <laughs> It's completely out of nowhere. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know why I'm being referred to as Ben William Barrett. It's an insult to my father's name, who is Mark, which actually is my middle name. Um, but yes, cheers. Can I say that the same social media poster referred to me as Dave David Coates. My mother was very upset that she people think she's that unimaginative, but she gave me the same middle name. So there you go. Yeah. yeah, in her words, on her tweet, you've got a perfectly good middle name. <laughs> <laughs> there you Feel, go. Don't just for a moment, my mom. for a moment, then I felt like Ben was giving a, a proper speech about an actual scandal, <laughs> other than the f- <laughs> it is a scandal. <laughs> not my middle name. You've just plucked that out of thin air. It's not it's like just, it has any reference. It's just it's just slightly confusing, isn't it? Yeah, if you, you think use... it. 
Could be William Hill, though, doesn't it? Well, okay. yeah, yeah. My employers are, are William Hill, but like in reference to it makes no sense. Okay. <laughs> Cut it out and don't encourage it. Thank you. So, do we? Do both of you? Are you allowed to vote in this? As you are both in it. <laughs> well, I'm. I'm going to vote for Lawson. Yeah. Okay. There you are. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm going to vote for Marcus Duncan because I think he's really very good at it oh. and better than me, which is slightly annoying. Okay. Right. Well. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to have to vote for one of those two, aren't I? Otherwise, we're not well, going to have a winner. You don't have to. You don't have to. It can be shared between you. Oh, okay. Well, I, in which case, we can share it. I'm going to go for Chris Wheel because I actually really enjoy listening to Chris Wheel talk, and he does add uh, a lot of uh, lot of that uh, professional footballer insight, which I like. Um, Lawson Diaz swears a bit, which is always amusing. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> honourable yeah. mentions to all. Of, I can't really remember Crits, to be honest with you. Um, it might have been quite early in the season that he was on there. But you, you, you two guys and and Marcus are, are very good as well. I think I've only heard Marcus once, but um, yeah, I'd go for I go for Wheelie. I think uh, Nick Crittenden might be up for assistant manager of the year. Yeah. There's a few, and few people a few to go nominees. for that, though, yeah. <laughs> Let's have that, Glovies. Let's do that. Let's yeah. add that in quite quickly. You guys you guys start talking about the next one. I'm just going to add some nominees in. Hang on a second. Okay. Go on. Uh, so you did the next one, Ian. Okay. So the home win of the season. Um, I'm probably the, the one who's going to be able to provide the context here. Uh, so Halifax, when we beat Halifax 1-0 on the television, uh, when we beat Stevenage 1-0 on the television in the FA Cup, uh, Woking when we won 3-1 in the FA Trophy it's probably the only time we scored three at Hewish Park this season uh, Bromley 2-1 when Lawson Diaz scored his goal his first goal back since injury and Stockport County 2-1 from the last weekend um, can I, we, we could go and tonk Boreham Wood 5-0 on Saturday So can I point out that we've already tonked odd down 5-0 at Hewish Park so we have scored <laughs> More than oh, yeah. three here as part of We do have to count the Somerset Premier Cup, of course. Of course, we do. Silverware, silverware. Well, I, uh, although I've seen two of those, I've only seen two of those games. They were both the ones that were on the TV. So I don't really feel qualified to talk about any of these nominees. In fact, Ian, I think you might be the only person of the three of us who's qualified to talk about them. You've seen them all. Is that right? Yeah, I was at all of them. Yeah. Um, I'm trying I... to think about which Woking game I saw. Was it that one? Or did I see now, you saw the 2 0, didn't you, in the league? In, o- some, in October, Noel yeah. and Wakefield scored, didn't they? They scored like the reverse of each other's goals. One yeah. across to one and then the other across to the other. Whereas uh, this one was where Addy came on super sub, wasn't it? Yeah. This was, yeah, this was Jaheim Headley's yeah. day. Yeah. Um, it will okay. forever be known. <laughs> the Jaheim Headley game. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I would say... The Stockport game was brilliant. Um, obviously, for them coming down and being so excited and, you know, on their uh, championship cruise on their way to winning it and going up, um, for us to really stick it to them and, and get that win was, was massive. But for me personally, I can't look beyond the Stevenage game and, the goal Charlie Wakefield scored, the way we performed in that game, knowing that there was a third round match on the other side of it, um, was for me that was the game I one of the games I enjoyed the most this season. I think as well because I was at Stockport as a summariser, I was a bit more, you know, uh, professional. Let's say, even though I shouted "Yeah" when we scored, um, the Stevenage game, I was there as a a punter and properly properly into it and behind the team so i would say that one as well because of what it meant as well the context around it was like next round of the fa cup possible big game on the telly yeah great stuff is it safe to, is it pretty safe to assume as well that that was the best atmosphere of the lot and that just everyone kind of had that feeling of this is what hewish park can be and and can be and has been and, and hopefully will be again I think so. Yeah, it was the most memorable atmosphere for sure. Um, the, the Bournemouth one was, you know, a big one because there were so many people there, but that was just death by football. And as we now know, Bournemouth are a Premier League team. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks to a certain Mr. Uh, Kiefer Moore. Is he one of the rules? We don't talk about Kiefer Oh, yeah. Moore. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Sorry. 
Well, I, I'm, I'm happy to go with your vote, Ian, and I wouldn't disagree. I've only seen two of them. Um, and the Halifax game on the TV is quite funny because of Pete Wilde getting all um, up in people's grill. But um, yeah. yeah, but the Stevenage one was very good as well. So I would not disagree with you on that. Okay. Congratulations to Stevenage. <laughs> no. Wait. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Next category. Next category. <laughs> the favourite Weymouth draw of the season. Um, and I'm not sure one of these is a draw, but we'll, we'll go anyway. Um, so it was the FA Cup first round, one all at Hewish Park. The FA Cup replay, one all at the Bob Lucas Stadium. Yovertown win 2-1 on penalties, I think. Um, and then the Weymouth home game, one all sometime around maybe February, March. And then the one to forget, Easter Monday at Weymouth on Easter Monday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Easter Monday, one on Easter Monday, as it would be. Um, so favourite, I would say the one that we won, on, albeit on penalties. <laughs> so that's my favourite draw is the one that we won. <laughs> God, it's bleak, isn't it? Those they are bleak. Yeah, Ian. Again, you've seen. I saw three out. Three I saw three, three out of the, out the four. four. Yeah, and the um, only one you didn't see was the one that we. The one we won. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Um, oh, I don't know which one's my favourite. I quite like. I I didn't enjoy the game, the away one, but I quite liked the build up to it, and that there were lots of supporters there, and it was a bit of a noisy one. Um, but it, that the football kind of took away from it. I think most of the, most of the games, the occasion has been taken away by the quality of the football, particularly. Um, but yeah, I think that the, the FA Cup replay, even over those nine, you know, the ninety minutes, it was there was lots going on, wasn't there? It was all a bit crazy. So, and it led to those scenes afterwards. I yeah. think the FA Cup game, they're the ones where Skivo's orchestrating the. Weymouth get battered everywhere they go thing. And, and what we've since gone on and learned about Skivo and, and obviously the fact that he departed, I think that's a moment that, that, that he'll remember, if nothing else. So I think the FA Cup replay should definitely win this award. Okay. Have I taken your turn then, by the way? Did Possibly, but it doesn't matter because we're, oh, okay. we're, we're, we're shoehorning this new award that we've literally oh. thought about on the, on the fly here. <laughs> Assistant right. Manager of the Year has been thoroughly planned for over two minutes. Uh, now, the nominees are Terry Skiverton, Charlie Lee, Nick Crittenden, who uh, inspired this award, of course. After being <laughs> the inspiration behind this award. Um, Josh Staunton and Jody Thingamabob. And I can't for the life of me think of his surname. Smith? Or is it, I don't know. Brown, I, isn't it? Brown. I, want, yeah. I, I wanted to say Morris, but it's not him. No, different, different assistant manager. So yeah. it's Jody Thingamabob who has been nominated. Apologies to the Thingamabob family. <laughs> So who would we like to win Assistant Manager of the Year? We have had five. His name is Jody Brown, by the way. Brown, Just okay. to clarify. Okay. Well, it was um, before we ground him thingy, my Bob. <laughs> okay. I think our Assistant Manager of the Year, probably Terry, isn't it? <laughs> he was the longest serving Assistant Manager this season. That's a credential that we're going for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Charlie Lee was an assistant manager, he then became manager. That's what I say. As well. He's the only one that got promoted. Yeah. That, is, that is career progression, to be sure. Mm, I'm going to, to be sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to disagree with you, Ian o. Perkins, and I'm going to go for um, Charlie Lee of if he's good enough for you, he's good enough for me. <laughs> um, we know who Ben's going for. Do you? Love you, Josh. <laughs> You're my absolute favourite, Josh. To do it with a hernia as well. Yeah. Yeah. How's your himself, hernia, Josh? Putting himself on the line. He could have been quite happily sat at home, sat there resting up, getting fit, getting better, getting ready. No. Putting his team first. Side before self every time, as they say at my part of the world. Um, but I, Charlie Lee is the only one to get promoted from assistant to manager. So he's the only one that I think... Does get it. Congratulations to Charlie Lee. He's all, yeah. Okay. We'll go with Charlie. Well done, Charlie. Well done, Charlie. Jazz. And he spoke to Watsy on the yeah. latest thing. So, he's yeah. the first, he's the first assistant manager. Oh, no, he's not Josh. He's a manager now. Though, he's the first he? manager, first Yeovil Town manager to appear on the podcast. He is. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely <laughs> got to win something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm going to ask you two this one, the away win of the season, because uh, us losing to Boreham Wood isn't in this one, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly. Uh, away win of the season, uh, winning 2-0 at Wrexham, winning 3-0 at Stockport, uh, the FA Cup 5-0 win against Yate Town, the 1-0 win at Dagenham, and 2-1 away at Bromley. You're the travellers amongst us. <laughs> The tarmac you drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've actually seen all bar one of those, <laughs> which is uh, I didn't see the the the, the win at Bromley. Oh dear, Ben's gone on Cribs Causeway on us again. Now, so. <laughs> Would you like to buy a dog? The <laughs> oh, my God. So I am going to go for <laughs> I am going to go for Wrexham away. Um, I, I cannot disagree. It is between Wrexham and Stockport for me because yeah. we were bloody good at Stockport and played them off the park. Um, but that Wrexham performance was just ridiculous. If you go back and just look at the team sheet and look at our bench, and we did. At the time, we didn't know Morgan Williams was the second coming of left-back Jesus. We didn't know that was the thing <laughs> at the time. Um, and we stuck him there. We didn't have... We had our bench was Max Evans... Alex Bradley, Luke Wilkinson, who shouldn't have played, who shouldn't have been there, and Ollie Haste. Yeah. If we'd have had a genuine another injury, Ollie Haste would have made his debut. Barnstable Towns, Ollie Haste. Barnstable Towns, Ollie Haste um, was on the bench. Um, absolutely bonkers that, that 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 bench was allowed to be a proper National League bench. Um, so it, ha- it has to be Wrexham for me. It has to be to go there and yeah to do that in front of and uh, you know I it was a personal game for me as well because I was on air and I got to tell the Oval Town fans about what was happening in front of me. So definitely wrecks them away. I totally agree from listening to listening to those. Um, yeah, the Wrexham game, I think as well, what sticks out for me was Dan Moss's performance on that night, oh. having taken a load of stick for, you know, winning the penalty and the yellow card and everything like that. So neither a penalty or a yellow card. It was just a straight red card. Just... <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, he was he was outstanding. He was, um, yeah, so mature, so mature in that performance. It would have been so easy for him to be rabbit in the headlights, but to get clattered and then for six thousand people to bay for your blood, yeah, incredible, big time. Okay, mm. so you, who's going to host this one? And you do this one because it's a public vote one. I think I nick your turn. So oh, whilst you were okay. whilst you were making up assistant managers, <laughs> but not making them up, just trying to name them. I can confirm Jody Thingamabob isn't real. He does have an okay. Um It's time for goal of the season. Again, 413 votes, which is significantly less than any of the other categories that had Morgan Williams in. <laughs> um, uh, our goal of the seasons are in reverse order. Oh, no, well, hang on. We should say that we decided between us, executive decision that Tom Knowles and Charlie Wakefield were only allowed one nominee, nomination each because otherwise it just wasn't damn fair. So the nominations are Joe Quigley, Kings Lynn, very early on, right at the start of the season. Uh, the delightful Josh Staunton uh, with a uh, gorgeous finish, half volley, no, proper volley against Wrexham. Tom Knowles' uh, nomination was his goal against Eastley, which he said today, actually, on his pre-match press conference, he really liked because he just wellied it. Uh, Wakefield in the away game at Kings Lynn, dropped a shoulder, cut in, late equaliser, and by no surprise whatsoever, it is Jordan Barnett against Torquay United with an absolute top bins worldy that takes the title. Um, there wasn't ever really much doubt in this, lads, was there? No, no. I think no. that uh, control finish with power as well was uh, was was quite a skill. Although I will say Wakefield's goal at Kings Lynn was a uh, was a beautiful uh, cultured finish, but I think yeah, I don't think you can look beyond John Jordan Barnett. Yeah, great goal. 69 of the 413 votes, so impressive. Can I just say, by the way, that 49 other people were correct alongside me? But, you know, this yeah. is a, this, this is a <laughs> democracy we live in, but fine. Love you, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, is it my turn or your turn, Dave? I think it's your turn, isn't it? Go for mine, yeah. Uh, okay, so next category is the Glover's Past episode of the season. Um, we've had a we've had a few of these. I think one of them scrapes into the summer months, probably still. But uh, a, a recent entry 
Mr. Christopher Wheel, if you haven't heard, it's, uh, you can find it in your feed from Wednesday. Um, ben and I got very excited talking to uh, to, to, to Wheelie. So it's, it was an absolute loving, wasn't it? I, <laughs> I was like a giddy twelve-year-old. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I did feel because I I've only listened I haven't listened to it before I know I've I've uploaded it all but I listened to it on Wednesday when it came out as well and um, it was also you could tell you're talking to a, a kid a, a kid who just wanted to play for his hometown mm. team as well yeah. very very good very powerful and if anyone thinks you know academies are needed at football <laughs> for yeah. small football clubs like ours there is the evidence that you need to have some sort of pipeline to get people into the first team because look what he did yeah. Barnstable Towns Holly Haste will agree with you there yeah um, and then so nominee one Chris Will nominee two Mr Kevin Gould uh, nominee three is a joint award uh, to Mr Howard Forrington and Mr Mickey Engwell Ooh, love, you, love you Howard <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind Mickey Engwell either um, okay, nominee four was Lee Morris, and nominee five was Sean McDonald. Sean McDonald gets in for being the other nicest man in football, mm-hmm. apart from Nick Crittenden. So, okay. a very good chat. Um, I am going to vote Chris Will because I was a an excited little uh, score school child at the, at the start i do this whole incredible intro that i've been scripting and thinking about for days and then i go because it's been 20 years since the playoff final it hasn't been 20 years since the playoff <laughs> final i just got too excited and just said the wrong words <laughs> i was just an excited little child so yeah for me they say don't uh, ever meet your heroes bollocks to that do meet your heroes and chat to them on a podcast chris will for me chris will didn't play in the playoff final for us did he no. <laughs> no, that was the other. I'm just thinking. I'm sure Mildenhall and Stepcrew yeah. Golf Rock player final. <laughs> just, just said the wrong words. I meant trophy final. Yeah. Just there said the wrong words. I was excited. I, oh my god, I was on a phone call with Chris Wheel. There you go. We've all been at. Meanwhile, I was watching Yeovil Town versus Cheddar in the Somerset Premier Cup, and we're grateful um, for. <laughs> uh, my favourite is Lee Morris. Because I think of those five, I would, that was the only one I did. Um, yeah, Lee Morris was uh, a good chat. And because we've been trying to find someone from that team uh, and that era for a while to come on. Russell, listen, please just read our LinkedIn messages. Um, Marcus Stewart, <laughs> Marcus, follow through on, on your promise. <laughs> you told us you'd do it, Marcus, please. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was it was nice to talk to Lee because because he only played for us for such a short time. I think you could kind of have that perception that it was just like one season injured, didn't wasn't really that into it because he was kind of on his way out after injuries and things like that, on his way down. But to hear him talk so passionately about his time at the club, even though it was short and how much he loved it, um, was good to hear. I think what I liked about him as well is that when we approached him or when one of you guys approached him he how how incredibly excited he was that we'd asked him and he was like oh as soon as as soon as you got in touch yeah i'd love to talk about it so that for me is always always a good thing i love it when people appreciate yeovil as part of their career as much as anything else so that was nice that was cool yeah i should vote for howard um but i'm (laughs) going to vote for lee morris for exactly that same reason that he genuinely sounded like he really Love talking to you guys, <clears throat> and that was the only one that I wasn't involved in. I think out of the four, the, the five nominees. But I also remember seeing his wife because uh, we tweeted when we tweeted the day before that because everything was going rubbish, Ian allowed us to um, put the the gloves passed out earlier. <laughs> allowed us, allowed, allowed us, as, as if you two had asked, and I was like, <laughs> no. And then the suddenly te- I changed my mind. The, te- the te- oh, please, teacher said we could. The please. teacher said we could. And uh, and yeah, we used. A, a gif of him celebrating after the Forest game and Mrs. Morris saw it and she said not often you see your husband as a gif so yeah that was, was that another system. accent or was that just no that was an accent <laughs> just my voice yeah no I've, my, we'll leave them your lawyers um, have been in touch about my accent so I'm going to stop is, that yeah, does, uh, does our chat with um, Neil Coates and Mickey Spencer fall into 
this that season was, or was that last season? That was a summer one, wasn't summer, it? Summer, wasn't it? One. Yeah. yeah, and they weren't well, technically Glover's. They weren't technically Glover's past at that point either. Were they? No, no, Gawley's, no. Gawley's snuck in yes. on the account that we're in a group chat with him. I think. Wow. Yeah. Enter YTFC Legends game plug here. Buy your tickets, tickets please. Okay, so Lee Morris clinches the Glover's cast episode of the season. On to the next category: the biggest poop houserer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, only three on this one. Could we not think of two more, Ben? I mean, you've called me out for only having four on the good loans. Uh, it's, it's a very good point. Uh, Grant Smith can go in for for another thing, but that's going to come up later. So I left him out of this one. Okay, I think I think these three are probably the most the appropriate. Yeah. Uh, Del Gorman, Tom Knowles, and Jordan Barnett are the nominees for the biggest poophouserer of the season. Can I just distinguish that a poop house is different to a poop house, yeah? So if you call someone a poop house, I'm, <laughs> I'm obviously using the uh, words that are suitable for Debs' uh, kids that are listening, but they're just I'm just saying there's other people I could think as a poop house, but a poop house are Who would you say is a poop house? I can't, I can't say that, but I think people will know <laughs> I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but um, Poop Bowser is someone who's a, a bit of a wind-up merchant, it's fair to say, isn't it? Good at the dark arts. Yeah, okay. Well, Tom Knowles gets my vote <laughs> because every game I think I've ever been to, he's wound someone up and had crowd banging for his blood before the end of it, so it's got to be him for me. Um, Tom Knowles does get kicked a lot. But I'm not sure if that's partly because of his poop housery. <laughs> so I'm going to give it for I'm going to I'm going to give it to Jordan Barnett for his completely unsolicited <laughs> scored in the third minute with 87 minutes of defending ahead of us to still give it the big into the away fans. I love it. So for me, Jordan Barnett and his shushes are getting the nod for me, which which leads you Ian to uh, to kind of decipher or allow it to be a shared vote between all three. Um. Decipher. Uh, I'm going to go with Tom Knowles because, because it's Tom Knowles. Because it's Tom Knowles, and <laughs> he's been he's been robbed of one award. Um, <laughs> no, I think Tom Knowles. I think Tom Knowles is a little bit more deliberate with his poop housery, whereas I get the feeling Jordan Barnett just gets a little bit ahead of himself. It's and, and, and loses control. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's more accidental poop housery than uh, you know deliberately taking a tumble in the corner when you're running back towards your own corner flag and winning a free kick to the annoyance of a tiny little bold man at right back for Stockport. <laughs> that was quite funny, yeah. There we go. There Tom we go. Knowles, you are the poop houserer, the biggest poop houserer of the season, and we sincerely hope to see more of it next year. And a Stoke City fan. Did you hear that? And his pose, man. Inspired by Rory Delap, slinging it in the box with long throws, apparently. Oh, we'll be towels around the pitch next season, will there? That explains it all. How are we following the Rory Delap model of football? <laughs> a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> Tom, don't say things like that anymore. No. Um, last year, we had the villain of the season. This year, I don't think we need to take any... Um, any nominees for villain of the season? Um, I think that's harsh on Ben, but okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a, there's a look of genuine upset on this face there. I feel terrible about what I've said. I didn't mean it, Ben. Honestly, I didn't. <laughs> there's a lip that you could trip over. Anyway, yeah. Okay, and I've snuck another one in, hoping that one of you would have seen it and been able to... Find oh. them, <laughs> find the nominees, but maybe we can move that one along. Um, I, I, am, I am scrolling through the WhatsApp chat now because I know we've had this conversation. Okay, let's go for the uh, should we do the moment of the season first? Let's do the moment of the season, yeah, because I this is this is a good one. Okay, I'll do this one because I haven't done a public one yet. No, uh, so what I cover your ears, Deb's children. What is your moment of the season? In reverse order, we have 398 votes in this category, significantly less than player of the season and <laughs> Any category with more young religion. player of the season. Um, very angry, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with 39 votes is Josh Nurfield's goal. First goal in front of Yeovil Town supporters at Hewish Park. A great moment. 39 of you voted for that one. 
uh, Wrexham away. Uh, ben, this one didn't get, this one didn't win the award. So Ben created an away game of the season just so Wrexham <laughs> could, <laughs> that, that moment could get something. True story. Um, Lawson Diath's first goal after injury, a big moment against Bromley. Uh, Charlie Wakefield's goal versus Stevenage, the moment which puts us through to the FA Cup third round. That got 101 votes. But the winner with 156 votes is Grant Smith's Shagger Hips after the Weymouth, uh, the, the miss from Brandon Goodchip and the... <laughs> The raucous celebration following <laughs> uh, that is Yeovil Town supporters' moment of the season. Um, there is a resin trophy replica of that moment on the way to you, Grant Smith. Um, <laughs> not really, is there? <laughs> there is not. Uh, but congratulations. I'm sure you'll put that on your CV, Grant. Yeah. Top shagger hips. <laughs> they do not lie. Yeah. Okay, so uh, do we want to do the Tom Knowles goals, goals, Knowles, not Knowles goals? Well, you mentioned we... it. Well, you mentioned it now, so we probably should. Oh, okay. The Tom Knowles goal of the season. Do we have nominees? Um, I mean, well, I can run through all the goals he scored and see if we can think think of the one that we like the most. So he named checked his Eastley one, which was in yeah. our goal of the season. So that doesn't get in because it was already nominated. So we have. The following uh, against Wrexham away, um, that's got listed. I can see here. Do you mean Wrexham at home? Wrexham at home. Yeah. Apologies, Wrexham at home. Come on, Ben. That's your game of the season, and All he right. you... <laughs> can't remember who scored. <laughs> it's always sunny. Remember that in Wrexham. It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, Bromley. He scored in the two-one away win. Mm. Um, there was a couple of recent ones as well. There was one against Bromley. Yes, Bromley at home. Barnet away, that was a good one. That was the one where the Barnet player decided to couldn't be bothered with a free kick, so he just gave it to Tom Knowles and he ran the point of the pitch and scored. So those can be the nominations. There you go. Done. Well, my vote would be, although I wasn't there to see it, would be his uh, the, the goal against Bromley away. Because I seem to remember both he and Charlie Wakefield scored absolute belters um, there. So I would give it to him for, for that goal. I can't disagree with you. Mine would be Barnet for the nicking it off them and quick yeah. thinking. So Barnet for me. Barnet away. And I liked the Wrexham one, mainly because I saw it, but also because it was one of those where he cuts inside and smashes it with his left foot. And you kind of forget that he's pretty good with his left foot as well as his right foot. And it was pretty technically perfect to get it down past the keeper inside the near post. Um, I think what we can conclude from this award is that Tom Knowles scores lots of very good goals and it's very hard to pick which one's a favourite. Huge congratulations to Tom Knowles for winning the Tom Knowles goal of the season. <laughs> We're not saying we created that category just so Morgan Williams wouldn't win it, but it could well be the case. He's, I mean, the goal of the season could have just been all Tom Knowles goals, yeah. really, couldn't it? He it scores that many good goals, so yeah. It could well have been. We are heading towards the main event. We have two awards left to give one public vote and one non-public vote. We're going to do the final public vote uh, award first. It is your Yeovaltown Glover's Cast Player of the Season in reverse order. It is uh, Shagger Hips himself for Mr. Grant Smith. It is Josh Staunton who came second. Uh, Charlie Wakefield came third. Tom Knowles came fourth, falling just short of going back-to-back. He was on course to do the double-double, but unfortunately, after winning player and young player of the season last year, he has finished second in both categories this year. And your Yeovaltown Glover's Cast player of the season with 423 out of 737 votes. It is Morgan Williams. Applause, please. Sponsored by Twitch. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know, I think there might be some serious discord in the Yeovertown dressing room tomorrow. I can, you know, that uh, scene from Come Dine With Me with the bloke (laughs) who's like, I hope you're happy. And uh, I've got a feeling Tom Knowles is going to approach Morgan Williams in that sort of fashion (laughs) tomorrow. I'm looking forward to seeing your your Photoshop work on making that a meme. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, I'll have to get my designer mate on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, Morgan Williams absolutely blitzed it, and he does the double. So two sets of gloveys and two sets of player slash young player doubles. Do we, As a trio, do we agree with that? I, I, I didn't vote for him in this one. I voted for him in the young player, but I didn't vote for him in this one. But then again, my vote didn't come second either. <laughs> Love you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> my vote did come second, which was Tom Knowles. And we all know which way he can vote. Love you, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes. I, wrote, I wrote a blog mid, mid-season about how Josh Daunton is the most important footballer at Global Town Football Club since Derek Skiverton and so I damn well stand by it and I will vote for him <laughs> as player of the season in 20 years he's going to leave to join Charlton as assistant manager and then for two months yeah <laughs> there well, you go kids set all, your watch all I can say is I'm, I'm glad that uh, Tom uh, that Morgan Williams has won because he's uh, as far as we're aware, the only Yeovil Town player who's under contract beyond the end of the season. Uh, and we haven't had the opportunity to ask any question about other contracted players, but we'll uh, move on from that moment. We will say as well, by the way, I sent a, a text to Sam and I said, can we have a chat with Morgan Williams um, at some point between now and the end of the season? And I will ask him what he thinks he's playing at with his Twitch followers. Um, <laughs> One question we would have, I would have asked the chairman, is he considering disciplinary action against him for this, this outrageous behaviour and upsetting him? Well, I would say that you tagged every player in on the social media. I did. Apart from they could have done it. So if anything, the only one I can really feel sorry for is Charlie Wakefield, and he did very well with 55 votes. So everyone had a fair crack. They all could have had a social media campaign for themselves. I can I can see Tom Knowles setting up a press conference outside Brimsmore right now <laughs> to uh, stop the vote, stop the count, and uh, start it all again. I am... Um... I did when I was listening back to a podcast where we were giving the nominees out and Ian referred to Charlie Wakefield as a very sensible young man for not having <laughs> social media. I thought I thought my dad was on the on the podcast for a second. Then. And well and well it's cost him, quite frankly. Oh, yeah. It's cost him, hasn't it? He could have had a glovey. <laughs> Stick that on your C V with your Chelsea under twenty three Champions League final. So <laughs> giving up that hasn't he? So Okay. This is getting Outrageous. So shall we move on to the final award? Last year, this was a public vote. This year, we can't decide, can we really? Um, The Power of Positivity Award. The nominees. Let's each take turns on this. The nominees. uh, The South End Game in memory of Lee Collins. Um, Great afternoon. Uh, Darren Sowell's last match. A victory for the Glovers. And just a real poignant moment um where everything was everything was nice for for an afternoon hashtag miles for mind the uh 500 mile round cycle trip that if anyone's been listening this week has heard elliot watch reporting live from various parts of the midlands for us and if you haven't heard it go back and listen to it and finally, the YTFC Legends game, for which I'm reliably informed tickets are still available on May the 14th. See such legends as Chris Will, Terry Skiverton, Kevin Gold, Kirk Jackson, uh, Chrissy Benjamin Cohen, William Aaron, Davis, Aaron Davis, and the Glover's Cash Trio, if that is ever likely to make a difference. Take on a Southwest Eleven, which is managed by Darren Saul, by the way. So it will be Darren Saul's first match back at Hewish Park since that South End game as well. So uh, if you want to come and say, Thanks to Darren Sal or call him something nasty for leaving. That's completely up to you. But if you buy a ticket, you can come and do that as well. A couple of big names in the in the um, opposition camp as well, including current a couple of current players, uh, Dean Moxie of Torquay, who legitimately has a National League game the next day, is going to play against his manager Gary Johnson, who is managing the Oval side. So there you go. And Lee Trundle. Lee Trundle. Lee Trundle trying to get back on Soccer AM with a flick and a trick. Baller. Always scores against us, that fella. Can I just clarify the way that you read out those names and the Glover's Cast Trio? Made it sound like we are playing against Southwest Legends 11. Can I just confirm that's not the case? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we're, 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 I, I, what are we doing there, to be honest with you? <laughs> Who knows? I'm sure <laughs> someone will tell us at some point. I mean, yeah, we've just, we, we've just bought tickets. We're just physically yeah. going. Nothing special. There's no live show yet. 
<laughs> okay, so so um, all three of these are all special moments. I think this season. I think what the guys, um, the, the get pedaling guys are doing is unbelievable, and it's been really great this week to hear about their journey and and what they're doing and how challenging it's been. And I'm grateful to Elliot for sending those recordings. I mean, it can't be easy doing all that, all that cycling, all that way and um, doing it every day. Um, But he's taking the time to send us plenty of stuff. It's been really good. So yeah, just it's a reminder that there are lots of good things amongst all the crap that's been going on at the football club this season and as of late and all the all the stuff there are good people around we've got a nice community club with people who do want to do the right thing and do the good thing for the football club so that's the power of positivity that's what we can do together amen good okay is that it for the glovies ben have you written an outro no i'm written an outro okay well, Thank well, you well, and good night. We'll be back next year live from Rotterdam. I don't know why I've wrote it down. Rotterdam? Yeah. Could be Rotterdam. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello Fresh. 